Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, this is Rob. Take two on a video about failure. Fuck the first one. Yeah, facing failure, rejection, self-loathing, handling mistakes, embarrassment, criticism, all of that stuff. Let's lob it all into one pot uh, and let's talk about it because I think it's really important. So um, I was talking to a friend who's having some troubling times at the moment. She's got a big challenge that she's got to deal with and it's going to be a beastie challenge. And I've been helping her and uh, she, um, she, I guess she feels like I'm some kind of rock. <laughs> I guess she feels like I know all the answers and I've got my shit together and um, <laughs> what a great um, illusion that is. And I said to her, I said, look, I have to face rejection every day failure every day, shame every day. I have to be humbleized every day. Um, and in fact, many times a day. And I think I used to think as I got better, you know, as I got more experienced, as I got more respect, um, as I got more proof that, you know, what I, I've done is real, that things would get easier. I would get more um, respect. I would get more results. They would come with less effort. I don't think that's the case. Now, look, I don't know if someone who's, you know, a level way above me finds um, business really easy and rejection really easy. Um, but I just found the bigger you got, the more successful you got, the more followers you got, the more money you made, the more cars you had, the bigger house you live in. You just, um, you know, the, the mistakes, the failures, they're more public. Um, you have more to lose. Like, let's say, for example, one of my um, greater fears, it's not a a massive fear, but a greater fear, would be to go bust. Now, if I went bust, there'd be hundreds of suppliers, nearly 100 staff, um, you know, thousands of critics, probably. um, uh, And a lot of people would be affected, a a lot. Not as much as if, I don't know, Elon Musk went bust or something like that. It'd be even worse for him. And, of course, everyone would have more of an opinion on him. Um, but I think you have to face it every day. Now, Connor has just said here in the comments, I beg to differ, rejection and all that lot goes off me like water off a duck's back. And I think that's great, uh, Connor, that you've got that attitude, but I would also challenge you to challenge yourself more because I, I, I wonder if you made mistakes or got rejected in people that you really respected or admired or on, on a wider length, or if you actually did some live videos, I'm trying to get you to do live videos. I, I think if you, um, if rejection for you, you plural is like water off a duck's back, then I think you're not putting yourself out there enough. I think you're not growing enough and you're not facing enough of your challenges and your demons and there's not enough scale and not enough reach and not enough impact. That would be my my argument anyway, because look, uh, I say this with humility, but I could chill the fuck out and do nothing uh, forever. Um, I've done all right business-wise and I've made enough money to retire um, financially for many of generations beyond me. Um you know, but that's not fulfilling, is it? Um, 
But I'm, I'm launching a Young Entrepreneurs Summit on the 6th of February. And there was two people I really wanted to speak at it. And I really thought they would because I know them quite well. I'm quite friendly with them. Macy Williams from Game of Thrones and Steve Bartlett, um, who has, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great guy. He's, he's done great things in business at a young age. Um, and they both said no. Um, and I was, oh, fuck. And actually, they didn't say no. It was their, their agent or, you know, whoever represents them, who knows. But, you know, it's easy to take that personally, isn't it? When in reality, you know, it's for charity as well. Come on. Um, they've already been on my podcast, you know, I already know them quite well. Um, and I did the stupid thing. I went to, went to look at my um, rankings and my podcast today. So um, my podcast ranks not that great at the moment. <laughs> That's fucking shit. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my um, MD did remind me that we've done about a million pounds this month in um, one of our main companies. And I was like, yeah, that's not bad in the lockdown. So there's always an upside. Um, so I think you have to face rejection. You have to face a ridicule. You have to face embarrassment and shame. You have to face um, the demons regularly as an entrepreneur. Um, otherwise, you're not pushing yourself enough. You're not growing enough. You're not putting yourself out there enough. Um, and what I find is that that doesn't go away. There's certain parts of you um, that that will recur regularly because it goes back to your past, your conditioning. Um, but I also feel like you can grow through it and learn through it. Um, and, you know, for example, with critics, in the early years, it really used to bother me because I didn't think it was fair and it was defamatory and it was public and it was unbalanced and it didn't come from experience and it came from people who... Um, you know, had an axe to grind and all these things were true and all these things still are true. But now I just accept that it's just part of the journey. I don't let it define me. You know, think about this. If you've written a book and you sell one book or a million books, that book is still the same book. The content, every word in that book is still the same. So you could argue, in fact, that the quality of the book is nothing to do with how many people have bought the book. The, the quality of the book is in the, in of the, in the book itself. And so I, I was reminded today, actually, by someone who I had a chat with, and I was feeling a bit like, because uh, my podcast downloads are, are down a bit at the moment. Three weeks ago, they were way up. Woohoo, look at me, cooking on gas, surfing the wave, living the dream, motherfuckers. And now, three weeks later, my podcast downloads are down. Uh, look at me, I hate myself, I hate my life. Of course, that's no way to, to, to um, I'm exaggerating a bit, you know, I'm able to ma manage my emotions and coach myself to a certain degree. But life can be like that, can't it, in that, you know, things are going great and things are going down and then things are going great and then things are going shit. Um, but my MD also reminded me today that we had an absolutely amazing Black Friday offer, you know, did brilliantly. Um, revenue was really good and, and gave loads of discounts and bargains to our community as well. So I think it's easy to beat yourself up about the things that are going wrong instead of looking at what's going right um, and have that downsided view instead of that um, balanced or upsided view. Um, let's have a look here. We've got a comment from Lucy. Lucy, how are you? If someone could bottle a Teflon coating, they'd make a fortune. Rejection, real or potential, gives me sleepless nights. Yeah, I think it does with um, a, a lot of people. Um, you know, we fear being ridiculed. We fear letting people down. We fear making... For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. 
I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years and recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. mistakes we fear being alone and all these fears are, are, are relevant and real and you know we, we can't get rid of them I'm, I'm, it does bother me a bit a lot of these people who are, who are out there saying you know it's all about 100% positivity or um, you know you can get rid of fear fear you know there's no such thing as fear get rid of the fear motherfucker well I, I don't know if they say motherfucker at the end it just sounds better <laughs> when you're ridiculing them but actually, fear is a necessary emotion for survival. You can't get rid of fear. Uh, you wouldn't want to get rid of fear, believe me. Um, it's, you know, it's, our emotion, it's our warning signals as a reaction to our environment to, uh, to stay safe. Um, so all this bullshit about fuck fear, fuck fear, no fear, fuck the fear. No, you can't. The fear is real um, and you need it. Um, and all emotions are necessary. Otherwise, we wouldn't feel them. Um, they're a reaction to our environment for, you know, for our ultimately our, our, um, our safety. Um, so actually, it's more about feeling the emotion and contextualizing it. Like the rejection, would it be public and would it really harm you? Um, and could it really damage you? In that case, you need to be very aware of it and, and, and notice that emotion and, and react accordingly, um, prepare and plan accordingly. But if it's just you know, you doing a live like I am and maybe, I don't know if I've got a double chin there or, oh, look, I've got a, a bit of a, a, a balding bit there and am I going to get judged on how I look or is a, a, a troll going to come online and start posting some nonsense shit about me? Well, the, those fears, you know, they're not, they're small things, aren't they? So um, I think if you face rejection head on and um, – almost see it as like going to the gym and working your muscle and building a stronger muscle or, um, you know, being able to memorize something and recall it. I think that dealing with rejection is the same. Face it, get rejected, get rejected again, get rejected again. Don't take it personally, get rejected again. And in the end, rejection won't be such a big monkey on your back and you won't fear um, anything and everything. But um, I think if there's not a certain amount of um, self-introspection and um, evaluation and sometimes feeling shit about what you do, then, you know, you're probably not thinking enough about how you're doing things. Um, so I think there's a lot of people out there trying to maybe make out that, you know, um, rejection and, and self-loathing, they don't have to exist because you can you can meditate them away and manifest them away. You can have just happy thoughts. and You must have all happy thoughts because you've got to be careful what you're attracting the universe. And 
the energy, the vibration that you put out is the vibration that you receive back. And I do agree with all these things, but I think that kind of um, hides and brushes under the carpet and avoids the reality of the fact that you're going to deal with these emotions, that they're going to hit you like a bit of a, um, a, a train sometimes, um, and they're going to surprise you and, and, and um, take you um, by surprise. Hence why I said surprise you. I'm just repeating myself now. Um, but it just occurred to me the last couple of days, it occurs to me all the time, but recently that um, it's going to happen every day. And actually, I, I, I don't know a, a successful person who doesn't have to deal with these emotions and feelings. So um, stop trying to avoid them and start facing them. Start accepting that it's part of your journey. And if you're too safe and comfortable, go, and, go out and get more of it. Um, and if you're feeling really shit because you're getting a lot of it, well, you're probably growing. Um, and if you're green, you grow and you're ripe, you're rot, as they say, as Ray Kroc said. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts for any training that we might run, not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anythings. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Carol has said, where are those critics now? And the fact that is that you do things that others only talk about and they do nothing. Life can be challenging, but also incredibly wonderful. Absolutely right. Um, so um, Maradona died, didn't he, recently? He was 60. My dad's 76. Um, another footballer called Bapa Diop, who um, was, I think it was Cameroon or Senegal. But anyway, he scored a famous goal in the World Cup, beat France. He passed away at 42. Um, I'm... Good friends with someone who knows Romain Grosjean very well. I've met Romain. I know Romain. And, um, of course, he crashed into a wall and was very lucky not to die, wasn't he? Just His car just blew up, what, yesterday or the day before. Um, and ev uh, that chap, Jimenez, who plays for Wolves, nearly died um, with a head clash with David Luiz. There's people getting murdered and raped and there's people getting, um, you, you know, <laughs> there's just so much shit that goes on in the world very easy to put your challenges and rejection because someone looked at you funny or didn't agree to come on your podcast or didn't agree to come on your Young Entrepreneur Summit. It's very easy to um, have a lack of context, isn't it, with our challenges that go on um, ourselves. And I think when you have a wider context, i.e. you know the shit that's going on in the world and you know the, the pain and the hardship and the troubles that others are going through, 
um, a friend of mine, um, I saw on her social media, she'd been crying all day yesterday. And, um, so I'll send her a message afterwards and just check that she's all right. Um, we're all going through stuff and someone's probably going through stuff that's a lot worse than what you're going through. So, um, you know, I think Stephen King, his manuscript got rejected loads of times. I think he threw, I think it was it, but it was one of his famous books, threw it in the bin, that's it. And, you know, I'm never going to make it as an author. And his wife actually pulled it out of the bin, I believe, and sent it to another publisher. So um, Helena said, agree, we love the applause, but if we know we did something good for a higher purpose, not related to our ego, we're more um, protected. Thank you for that comment. Um, fear is largely biological. I completely agree with that. It's a, um, a natural biological res response. And I think wisdom is contextualizing that fear, I would say, Laura. I don't know what you think about this, but being able to separate real fear that's biological, that's human, um, that's a reaction to a threatening environment. We, we, the, the, I, I, I do think all this fuck fear and get rid of fear and don't feel the fear. Um, you don't, you know, fear is an illusion. No, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's important. Um, so I think contextualizing that from first world fear, you know, there's the first world problems, like you can't get Wi-Fi. Um, and the, the things that cause stress and cortisol now are so menial compared to what did a hundred or a thousand years ago. Um, and rejection now, you know, because someone didn't like the way we looked on a video or someone um, criticized us on in, in a thread. Or actually, a lot of people get really upset just when people disagree with them. Why can't we disagree more and still not judge the person? I go and sometimes politely disagree with some people on social media. So, you know, maybe maybe some you know, well-known people like Gary Vaynerchuk and fucking hell, hun sometimes hundreds of his fans are like, fuck you, you fucking troll, fuck you. Know, and, uh, and like, who's this fucking guy? You're not as successful as Gary V. Stay in your own lane. Fuck up, motherfucker. And I get, it's just fucking in its droves. And you're like, wait a minute. I politely um, just showed another point of view. Um, some, some people can't even, you know, deal with someone having a different point of view. So contextualizing what is real and what is imagined, what is um, like a first world problem or fear or emotion or reaction. Uh, and I, when I mean first world, I mean first world problems. Uh, or uh, what is real and dangerous and threatening. Okay, and, and um, Lucy said it keeps you humble. Yeah, so um, failure keeps you humble. Mistakes keep you humble. Um, feedback keeps you humble. Criticism keeps you humble. Critics keep you humble. Um, embarrassment keeps you humble. So it all serves a, a, a purpose. If none of these emotions existed, then we would all just get complacent, flippant, cocky, arrogant. We wouldn't serve. We'd be more selfish than selfless. We wouldn't have that right balance. So actually, all of these things that get rejected left, right and center, I, like I said, um, I, 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 tr I actually try and face rejection every day and try and intent not intentionally get rejected as in be a twat to get rejected. But um, I... I do try and um, feel rejection and, and actually experience rejection and then even um, hard rejection to the point where I start to question myself. I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling that, actually. I think that can be very leveling, very humbling, keep your mission on purpose um, uh, and, and be good for your, um, yeah, to control that world ego that we all have. Uh, Joanna has said, so would you say that volume helps when it comes to dealing with both rejection and criticism? The more we get of it, the more we're used to it. So I think it, it can break us, of course, but it can strengthen us. 
uh, and then something that's too much will break us, something that's challenging and hard but not quite too much will make us. But I think we also have some element of choice in that, i.e. we can choose um, to see the best in it and um, to transcend it and to own it. Now, if you're getting a lot of criticism, you're probably getting a lot of praise. And one of my mentors says you will get equal amounts of criticism and praise simultaneously. You just don't notice it when you're only focusing on the praise when things are going well or only focusing on the criticism when things are not going so well. Um, in terms of it affecting your mood and your productivity, it's just disassociating, um, i.e. it doesn't mean you are. If someone criticizes you, it doesn't mean you are. It means they are or they think or you did once. It doesn't mean you are. Uh, and I think um, rejection becomes a lot easier and criticism and um, and any mistakes we make and any failings, it all becomes a, a lot easier when we disassociate event from being. Being is I am a failure. Well, no one is a failure. No, everyone is perfect at being themselves. No one is a failure. But um, so that's, you know, I am being. But uh, I did. So I made a mistake um, or I failed at once or I got rejected or I didn't get the result yet disassociating them too, because um, usually people aren't rejecting you. Like, you know, these two people who I said, oh, I, I know, I really, were, I know really well. And, um, you know, they weren't rejecting me for being on my Young Entrepreneur Summit. They were rejecting it. Um, maybe the event wasn't a good fit for them. Maybe they wanted their speaker fee as opposed to doing a, a charity uh, gig. Maybe their reasons why they were busy on personal projects they're busy on personal projects. Maybe they're not doing as much speaking nowadays because they've done so much. There could be a load of things. It's not, it's, it's not like, oh, that's Rob Moyes. He's a fucking idiot. Um, whereas when I get rejected, it still goes back to when I was a fat kid and getting rejected by girls and getting rejected by friends. And, you know, um, if any of you do feel rejection, it's probably more about your past rejection than it is your, your present or, um, you know, the, the future. Uh, the, the thing that you got rejected on now, it's probably not really much about that. It's digging up emotions from the past. Um, looking young tonight. Well, thank you, honey. Are you asking me out, John Paul? All right, cool. So that's it. I could go on all evening, but um, I won't keep you. I've made my point. Um, <laughs> Carla said, bet you're glad you have the damn cover finished. Um, I could keep going, Carl. Uh, yeah, look, I don't. That's another thing, isn't it? Uh, I, I know um, I did a, um, a cover poll, a few cover polls, and quite a few people would have got a bit upset by that. I really don't care. It's quite funny. I know whenever you do a book cover, some love it, some hate it. You can't please everyone. And uh, that's just the way it goes. I'm cool with that. Um, and actually, a first couple of covers probably had more people who didn't like it than did. Um, but what's the upside of all that debate is good reach on the algorithms, probably good awareness of the books. Every downside has an upside. Um, and it's, it's wise to remember that. Rejection has an upside. What's the upside to rejection? Why don't we talk about that for a minute? What's the upside to rejection? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So making you um, more humble, making you consider your approach and maybe refine your approach, making you a bit more thick-skinned, preparing you for the next level. Because, you know, as I get be bit bigger and better guests on my podcast, by the measure of reach and success and followers, not by, you know, the ethics of the person, but as I get bit bigger and better guests, I get rejected by bigger and more important people. And that can feel more painful. Um, so it's just, so really, rejection is um, taking me to my new level of ability to face rejection. It's leveling up. 
Laura said here, rejection can lead you to your true, true self. Exactly right. Um, I reject, I go inward, I self-reflect, I discover more about myself. Rejection could be a great gift because actually um, acceptance would have been wrong. So sometimes it's good to be rejected because um, the decision would have been wrong. And if you believe in synchronicity, then you accept decisions as they come. Um, Helena has said you fine tune. Exactly right. You get better and better and better each time you get rejected. Rejection probably forces you to evaluate, whereas success probably doesn't force you to evaluate quite as much. John Paula said rejection is one step closer to a yes. Um, and it's preparing you for something better. Exactly. So um, rejection, you can see all the upside. So you need it. You hate it but you need it. Um, Self-loathing, you hate it, but you need it because you get introspective and, you know, you, you evaluate if you're, um, you know, if you're on mission and on purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Love you all. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk it.